What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my top 36 wide receivers for week six of the NFL season. Also splitting these players up into different tiers. If you guys enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I already put out my top 36 running backs if you guys are interested, but this was probably the toughest rankings video I've had to do, like in terms of my weekly rankings all season long. The wide receiver position is wildly stacked. I felt like there were 36 guys I'd feel pretty comfortable throwing into my lineup. There were a lot of guys I had to leave off. And then when we're getting into like the wide receiver twos, the high end wide receiver threes, a lot of the players felt super interchangeable. So let's dive right into it. We're going to start off with the tier one options. These are players who are just going to be locked into your lineup no matter what. So Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, and AJ Brown. So Tyreek Hill balling out, Cooper Cup did not miss a beat, came back in, great production in week five, played the full set of snaps, nothing to worry about, love the matchup here against the Cardinals. Then we have Jamar Chase who went absolutely nuclear in week five, looks like he is fully back from that slow start through like the first two weeks. Then you had Joe Burrow who looked like he was back, so great news for Jamar Chase moving forward. Stephon Diggs, always going to be a mid to high end wide receiver one. Devontae Adams coming off a down game, but it happens. He's still a locked in wide receiver one. Keenan Allen coming off the bye. Keenan Allen has been amazing to start off the season. I expect him to continue that here going up against the Cowboys. The Chargers clear cut wide receiver one here with uh, Mike Williams out. And then we have AJ Brown who got off to a slow start to the season, but has been balling out ever since. Now shifting into tier two, kind of a small tier here. We have Amon Rossing Brown, CeeDee Lamb, and Pukunakua. So for Amon Ra, he's just here because he's coming off a game where he missed with injury. So is he going to be somewhat limited in this game? Is he going to be fully back to 100%? As long as he's playing, I'm firing him up as a wide receiver one. Then we have CeeDee Lamb, and I feel like a lot of people are starting to panic on CeeDee Lamb. I'm really not hitting the panic button here. I think everyone can admit this uh, Cowboys offense has been underwhelming, but even with them kind of struggling, CeeDee Lamb has still been fine. Um, I think they should pick it up at some point. CeeDee Lamb proved last year he can give you locked in mid-tier wide receiver one production, so I'm not panicking on CeeDee Lamb. Like the matchup here against the Chargers, I would not be shocked if he has a big bounce back here in week six. Um, and then we have Puka Nakua. There was probably some concern from some people about whether or not he could coexist with Cooper Cup. We saw Cooper Cup go out, have a monster game. And what do you know, Puka Nakua also put together a very impressive fantasy game. So I think they're both locked in, you know, great starts moving forward. Cooper Cup's going to be more of that high-end wide receiver one. Puka Nakua is going to be in that fringe wide receiver one territory. I think this week he's a top 10 guy. So if you kept him on your roster, you know, didn't try to move him or whatever, I think you're in a good spot moving forward. Uh, and then shifting into tier three, kind of a bigger tier here. This is a tier that I feel like there are a lot of interchangeable pieces. I'm very high on Calvin Ridley and we saw a big bounce back. So I have him leading this tier as my wide receiver 11. Also like the matchup here against the Colts. I think a lot of people were getting worried about Calvin Ridley. I was, you know, getting a little bit concerned just compared to where I had him preseason, but he had a great bounce back. Um, going up against a pretty tough Bills defense. And then for DJ Moore, um, I think I mentioned that he's probably like a wide receiver two in my start sit video. I know someone kind of commented and thought that he was a more of a wide receiver one moving forward. And I think that's very fair. I ended up putting him here as my wide receiver 12. 
Maybe it's an overreaction to his huge monster game, but he's been impressive to start off the season. I think minus like his week one performance, Fields is playing at a very high level, especially as a passer, just in terms of supporting DJ Moore. He's just funneling targets towards DJ Moore's direction. And then I also like the matchup here against the Vikings. So if you want him more as like a mid-tier wide receiver too, I think that's fine. Like I said, kind of a larger tier here. Um, then we're going to have Chris Olave. He hasn't been great over the past two weeks, but I still think he's like a fringe wide receiver one. Crazy talented. He's shown he can command a lot of volume. I'm not fading off of someone who I think is a great player just because a couple of down games. Then we have the back-to-back -back 49ers wide receivers, both kind of coming off of somewhat down games last week. Um, and that's just going to happen when you have George Kittle going out there, catching all three touchdowns. Ayuk and Debo, obviously, they're not going to have that touchdown upside in those games. Still think you fire him up as very high-end wide receiver twos. Tough matchup here against the Browns. Um, so maybe they're a little limited offensively, but there's just so much firepower with the 49ers that I still think you got to feel confident playing those players. And then behind them, we have Jordan Addison with the unfortunate news that Jefferson is going to miss some time, probably going on IR, or I think he is on IR. Um, at this point, Jordan Addison takes a massive leap because he was someone who was pretty much giving you a wide receiver two production while playing wide receiver three snaps. He was playing less snaps consistently than KJ Osborne. He was not in there on two wide receiver sets and he was still delivering. Now he's going to be operating as their wide receiver one. Him and KJ Osborne will be running the same routes, but he's obviously the way better player here. You also love the matchup against the Bears. So I think Addison is a huge riser at this point um, and should likely like earn that role locked in, even if Jefferson comes back. Like I have to imagine that Addison will be the locked in wide receiver too when Jefferson does return. Um, and then the last two guys in this uh, tier, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, both wide receiver twos on strong passing attacks. Um, Jalen Waddell hasn't really been crazy, you know, to start off the season. He had some solid volume games, but didn't hit into the touchdown department early on. As of late, he's hit in the touchdown department, but hasn't put together like huge yardage games. I think that could combine here against the Panthers, but I think you still fire him up as like a wide receiver too. Very possible after this week, he's back up there as a, you know, a fringe wide receiver one. Same thing with Devonta Smith. I know a lot of people kind of thought he was the uh, wide receiver one after the first few games over AJ Brown. I think AJ Brown has kind of shown that that is not the case, but I still think you feel very good about playing Devonta Smith in your lineup. The fact that uh, Waddle and Smith are like wide receiver 17 and 18 here really just point to how stacked the uh, wide receiver position is this season. Now moving into tier four, this was another very difficult tier to kind of navigate through. We're going to have DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, T Higgins, Jacoby Myers, Michael Pittman, and Zay Flowers. So for Metcalf, locked in Seahawks wide receiver one. He hasn't been crazy to start off the season, but he's been very solid. Giving you a wide receiver two production. I think you keep firing him up as that wide receiver two. Then we're going to have Mike Evans. This obviously assuming that he's going to play in this game. He did leave their week four game uh, early, and then they had the bye in week five. So hopefully he's good to go. Like the matchup here against the Lions, Mike Evans has been very impressive to start off the season. Definitely looks like he's Baker's number one, and Baker has also kind of overachieved expectations early on. Next up is going to be Amari Cooper. Draws a tough matchup here against the 49ers, but when he's been playing with Deshaun Watson, he's giving you solid production. I'm not going to totally fade away from their wide receiver one just because he has a tough matchup here. After Cooper, we're going to have T. Higgins. This obviously assuming he's going to play in this game. He uh, missed the week five game with his rib fracture. So if he does play, I think he's like a back end wide receiver two. He's just going to be dinged a little bit because of the injury, probably playing through it. May not be 100%. 
But the fact that Joe Burrow is now back is great news for uh, T. Higgins long-term. Obviously back in terms of playing at a high level like we saw last week. Then we have Jacoby Myers. And Jacoby Myers may kind of seem like an imposter like with these other wide receivers in this tier. But he has just been straight up amazing when playing with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's played four games this season. Three of them were with Jimmy. Um, One was with the backup. The one with the backup did not go well. The other three, he's been amazing. 10 plus targets in all three of those games, 15 plus fantasy points, PPR scoring. So he's been a great option. I feel like you just continue to ride the hot hand here with Jacoby Myers. Then we're going to have Michael Pittman kind of come back down to earth a little bit over the past two weeks. But I do think shifting from Richardson to Gardner Minshew is a plus for these wide receivers, just more passing volume, which I think can uh, benefit Michael Pittman. And then we have Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers could have had a monster game last week. It didn't come through. He had a couple of drops. He fell down on a deep pass. So we didn't necessarily play overly well, but it's not like there were other wide receivers out there that were performing better than him because everyone was just terrible, including Mark Andrews, uh, Rashad Bateman, OBJ hasn't done anything and has been in and out of the lineup. So Zay Flowers should still be his locked in wide receiver one. Like the matchup here against the Titans, I think he continued to fire him up as a confident start. And then tier five, another very large tier and a very tough tier to navigate through. Starting off with Christian Kirk. If you want Kirk higher, I get it. I think it makes a lot of sense. He's been impressive. And with Zay Jones in and out of the lineup, that really does kind of just stamp Christian Kirk's role in this offense as the wide receiver too. Then we're going to have Garrett Wilson. He's been fine with Zach Wilson. The ceiling is obviously capped um, playing with Wilson probably a tough matchup here against the Eagles. They haven't necessarily been super great at stopping opposing wide receivers, but this does feel like one of those games where Zach Wilson could really struggle going up against one of the better defenses in the NFL. So I think Wilson is still locked in. Like, I guess he's a wide receiver three in these rankings, but a lot of these players feel like wide receiver two caliber. There's just so much depth at the position. Another guy who feels like he should be higher is Adam Thielen. Some people probably aren't going to love this ranking, He has been playing at a crazy high level. I don't think it's sustainable. I mean, he's been amazing. If you've been starting him, he's definitely been paying off. We'll see if he can keep it rolling. Um, Just comes down to the depth of the position, which is why I have him here, like outside the top 24. Behind Thielen, Nico Collins, another guy. He's coming off a down game, but he's been wildly impressive to start off the season. If you want to play him over some of the guys I have ranked ahead of him, I get it. He's had two nuclear games uh, playing with CJ Stroud. And then Marquise Brown, another guy who just continues to produce, even though it's not in an ideal situation, he continues to deliver you fantasy points. D-Hop coming off of a monster game. Good to see D-Hop kind of get right. Felt like people were kind of already writing him off as like a huge bust. Obviously, the landing spot with the Titans wasn't great, um, but he's still proven he has some juice, commanded a ton of volume last week. Huge game out of D-Hop. So another guy where wide receiver 31 feels low, just is what it is at this point. Then we're going to have Chris Godwin. Like I talked about with Mike Evans, it does seem like Evans is uh, Baker's preferred target at this point, but I still think Godwin is a very talented wide receiver and a solid play in a solid matchup here, especially if Mike Evans isn't back to 100%. That could benefit Chris Godwin. And then we're going to be wrapping up this tier with Tyler Lockett. Lockett's been a little bit disappointing to start off the season. He has like one really impressive game in four weeks. He should be fine, especially if JSN is not able to kind of carve out a role in this offense. But with other players putting up impressive performances, it's tough to rank him higher than this spot. And then tier six, this is where we're getting into uh, the players ahead as fringe options. So a lot of those fringe options aren't going to make the top 36. Three-man tier, Gabe Davis, Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy. Gabe Davis has been balling out over the last four weeks. 
very touchdown and big play dependent. Personally, I don't think it sticks. Maybe it does, um, and he could prove me wrong. I'm not banking on it, which is why I don't have him as like a locked-in start. Then we have Terry McLaurin, and just you can't like the way that the uh, commanders are operating this offense in terms of like fantasy weapons. Instead of prioritizing getting the ball to their top weapons, they want to just like distribute the targets seemingly very evenly, right? You've got Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, uh, Logan Thomas getting super involved. I think most people and probably most like strong offensive minds in the NFL would be prioritizing opportunities to Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. That's not what they're doing. So even though Terry's very talented, um, it's tough to put him higher than like a back end wide receiver three at this point, just looking at the wide receiver landscape. And then another talented wide receiver in a not so great situation, Jerry Judy, um, not a player that you feel overly excited to play, but wide receiver one. The Broncos passing attack really has been terrible. They're probably going to have to throw it a lot, um, getting blown out by the Chiefs. So he's going to be the final guy here. There's a lot of other options that could have filled in, a ton of honorable mentions. You can check out the start sit video to see the uh, fringe options. Those are the players I was kind of sifting through for this final spot. But that is going to wrap it up for my top 36 wide receivers. If you guys enjoyed, hit that like button. Any fantasy questions, you can drop it down below. Uh, Check out the running backs if you are interested. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.